1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could
0: conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Big announcement coming up 4 o'clock. Stay tuned for that. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Brian McFadden is here, and we're going to talk some football with Brian McFadden. Three times. I checked that. Two times Super Bowl champion. Mm. I don't want to give you too many rings, Bree. Uh, Let's talk about what's going on in free agency, man. And what do you think, first and foremost, what's going on with the Falcons? If you've not heard, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jonu Smith, they make a trade for him. tight end from the Patriots, who was with Arthur Smith with the Titans. Uh previous to that, Chris Lindstrom, they re-signed him. It's a five year, hundred five million dollar deal. David Anyamada played for the Saints. He gave us troubles every time we played those guys, and he reunites with Ryan Nielsen, the defensive coordinator, who is now with the Falcons. What do you make of these moves and do you think the Falcons make a big splash, all right, a bigger move mm-hmm. as we move
2: forward? Well, so far I like it. I like it, guys. Um the, the main priority, you know, for the Falcons. I believe it was, Chris. You know, being able to show up some consistency in the interior of the offensive line is imperative, especially if you're going to go to battle with a young quarterback in Desmond Ritter. And, man, he, he really performed well last year, very, very physical, super consistent. The continuity that he provides has been well documented. And being able to bring him back was a huge plus. You talk about John L. Smith. Man, if you look at what he didn't do in New England, it was night and day compared to what he did when he was with Arthur Smith in Tennessee, as you alluded to. Very, very successful in that scheme in Tennessee. Really didn't see that same production in New England, but you only gave up a seven-round pick to go get him. Now you're able to utilize Kyle Pitts in many different ways, knowing that you got a a, a generic-style tight end that can always line up On the line of scrimmage, now you can move around Kyle Pitts a lot more. So I like that makeup. And you talk about just being able to add a big-time playmaker alongside Grady Jarrett and bringing in David. I mean, you're able to improve your defensive line instantly, and you take one of the big-time playmakers from your rival in the Saints. So I love that as as a win-win for the Falcons as well. Still got a lot of money to play with, right? right? So let's see exactly what's next. But so far, I'm liking what I'm seeing.
1: Yeah, Bryant. The one guy that we kept harping on there was two names: Jeron Payne, and he obviously stayed in Washington. They made a nice deal there, and then Javon Hargrave. And is Hargrave a better fit? And Forty ers got him. It's like not a it's not a break the bank deal, but I thought pound for pound he was the best DT available. What's your thoughts on him?
2: No question, man. Javon Hargrave is a dog. Three down lineman, very very disruptive, in and run support not to mention a big-time pass rusher as well, and it's basically a two-year deal for San Francisco. San Francisco was already a stout unit defensively, especially in the trenches, but they just got better. You got Armstead, Hargrave, and Bosa. They can just line me up at the weak side deep end spot, and I'll probably get some pressures based on the attention the other three guys would command. So, I love it. I I I felt like Javon Hargrave, his skill set, his talent, he will fit any scheme because he's that type of player, and he didn't wait long to really see what was out there. I mean, I'm pretty sure he had a nice, extensive market, but clearly going out to San Francisco, man, he has to love that because, as I mentioned, he's playing alongside two other studs on the defensive line.
0: B, I'm a little surprised that the, the Chiefs said, hey, Orlando Brown, you can go ahead and do whatever you want. And then they go sign Jawan Taylor, who agrees to a four-year deal, $80 million with the Chiefs. Brown is still a really good tackle. And, you know, um, the thought is he was the guy that was going to maybe reset the tackle market this offseason. I don't know where he ends up, but Mike and I were talking about, look, If you're the Falcons and you really want to go all in, you go get this guy, you move you know, our our current left tackle Jake Matthews to right, and all of a sudden you've shored up your offensive line. Now, I don't know if they're going to do that, but what do you make of that move that Jawan Taylor now goes to the Chiefs and Orlando Browns out there still trying to figure out where he's going to end up?
2: Well, it makes sense for Kansas City. Uh, number one, they have, you know, a uh, chemistry and a relationship in moving a right tackle to left tackle because remember Orlando Brown, when he was playing for Baltimore, he was a right tackle. That's why he wanted to get out of Baltimore because he wanted to play left tackle. He goes to Kansas City, flourish at the left tackle position, going to get Jawan Taylor. You talked about an $80 million deal, but he's much cheaper than what Orlando Brown Jr. is looking for. Orlando Brown, as you you mentioned, he's trying to reset the tackle market, and he probably will do so. So if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you're able to go get a guy who's very, very consistent, right? The upside is clearly there, but at a cheaper rate. It makes sense because now you have to address the right side because Andrew Wiley just signed with not he didn't sign he just agreed to terms with right. the commanders right. so remember both of their tackles are free agents orlando brown jr and A- andrew wiley and you don't want to lose both guys, but it seems like they're going to lose both guys, but you have a nice plan in place in bringing in Jawan Taylor. As I mentioned, he's much cheaper than Orlando Brown and what he's looking to get on the market.
1: It is our man, Mac Brian McFadden, Super Bowl winner with the Steelers, a proud Seminole here on the Wait4Com hotline. We spent a lot of time about Caleb McGarry. Neither Carl and I wanted to re-sign him and let him go see when he can finally open market. Would you bring him back, or you feel that uh, you can find better?
2: And I try to bring him back. I I think the Falcons will try to bring him back. He played lights out a year ago. You already brought back Chris. If you can bring back McGarry as well, I mean, you got two stalwarts on your, defense, on your offensive line, two young players that you can build around and continue to add more talent to the puzzle there in Atlanta. But I think he's going to have a very, very extensive market. You talked about Orlando Brown and maybe a team that might want his services. I think the same team that could utilize Orlando Brown's services could utilize McGarry's services as well in the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. We know they need help fast. Right on the offensive line, the tackle position has been inconsistent. The entire offensive line unit has been inconsistent. They got a lot of money to play with. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Chicago, you know, attack one of those tackles that we're talking about in, in regards to McGarry and and most recently Orlando Brown Jr. Let's talk about this quarterback market.
0: Jimmy Garoppolo, three years, sixty-seven and a half million. and He's going to be a Raider. I'm like, okay, it makes sense. I get it. Uh, but, you know, you just gave up on Derek Carr to bring in a, an injury-prone Jimmy Garoppolo. Help me with this, Bryant.
2: Well, it's it's basically a two-year deal, right? I think he only got like 30-something guaranteed. Correct. So it could, it could be a one-year deal. You know what I mean? Because basically that's the quarterback market right now in the mid-30s for most quarterbacks. You know what I mean? So this is basically a one-year deal. Now, hypothetically speaking, guys, I think the Raiders they're sitting at 7 right now in the first round. If one of those quarterbacks falls into their laps, I wouldn't be surprised to see them take a take take a quarterback in the first round. You know, because mm-hmm. of the concerns in regards to Jimmy Garoppolo and his health and just seeing how this deal is structured. Basically 35 million guaranteed, that tells me this is a one-year deal. Basically, Jimmy, you ball out, you stick around. If you don't, we look elsewhere. And I think based on how the draft could fold, or uh, the Raiders, if one of those quarterbacks, you know, Levis, Richardson, Stroud, you know, Young, if any of those quarterbacks are available at seven, it wouldn't surprise me to see them take a guy at seven. But right now, as a potential gap a gap, stop, gap stop for them, stop gap. I'm sorry, I like this move for Jimmy Garoppolo. If he's healthy, they probably win ball games based on what Jimmy Garoppolo has done in his career. He's a winner. Say whatever you want to say about him. You know, he finds ways to win ball games.
1: Yeah, he finds ways to lose them, too. Hey, it is our man, uh, Brian McFadden, with us here on the waitford.com hotline. Right, you were a, a really good defensive back. Is Jesse Bates a guy that you know, we're we're so many pieces away, that's an afterthought, or should we be getting in the Jesse Bates market?
2: Hey, you should, depending on what the market is, as well. Um, he just played under the franchise tag. Uh, the, the The Cincinnati Bengals are basically willing to let him walk. He's a do it all playmaker. You know, a big time turnover machine, tackles extremely well. You know, it depends on what the market is. You know, you you got to, for the Falcons, I think you got to be strategic in how you spend your money. You know what I mean? You got to find ways to be, you know, sp- sneaky with your money and spending it, but also getting guys that can be a difference maker. Into the program instantly and provide a spark. I like Jesse Bates. You know, he's one of those names that probably most households don't know of. Mm. But if you watch his tape, he has hot hibachi tape. Uh, he plays <laughs> physical. He plays the right way, and, and and he can he can get the football back to your offense. Yeah,
0: it's uh it's mm. crazy, man. I think the Dolphins are all in. I want your thoughts on Jalen Ramsey in the trade. While we're talking DBs, they got two all you know all pro DBs now at corner. And you look at what they've done. Mike White, by the way, signs a two-year deal to be the backup to Tua mm-hmm. by Loa. Dolphins all in.
2: Yeah, they all in. They all in. You know, right now when you got a, a young quarterback still in his rookie deal, you got to spend money. You got to take advantage of that rookie contract. Getting Jalen Ramsey giving up a third-round pick is huge for them because, as you mentioned, going back to a year ago, they couldn't get any timely stops. Man, they were always in shootouts. Right. Now you get Jalen Ramsey. Don't forget Vic Vangio is the new DC yep. there in Miami as well. So you talk about the scheme that he utilizes, right, his coaching philosophy and the success he's had as a defensive coordinator. Then you talk about the personnel. You know, you got Phillips as one rush in, you know, as a pass rusher. You know, you got Bradley Chubb, who they got from Denver a year ago as well. The personnel is really nice. Mm. They're in Miami. So one would think they will be much better. And offensively, it's all about the health of Tua Tagovailoa. Mm. He has all the weapons a quarterback will want to have. Can he stay healthy? You know what I mean? That's the key. But if right. he's healthy, I like their chances to be very, very competitive this year.
1: I know we talked quarterbacks with you about the draft a few days back, but uh, everyone's, our, everyone's indication is Carolina wants C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young. Is that the right move?
2: I disagree. I, I, I disagree. Mike, I'm telling you right now, I don't think that is the guy. I think the guy is Bryce Young. Uh, you know what I said about Bryce Young weeks ago when we were talking about him. I can care less about what they're saying and his, his size is his measurables. Last time I checked, this guy has been playing the same size throughout high school, and right. he's been doing numbers. He's been kicking folks in the mouth as a 5'10", 5'11 guy. So why do you think it would change now, right? So... I like Bryce Young. I think Carolina is going to go Bryce Young. Uh, we have to wait and see. But then what's this foolishness I'm hearing from Carolina that they might potentially trade out of number one? But like, what are we doing? Like, I, I, I hope that's a, a tall tale. Uh, clearly, because what they did to get up to number one, man, tells me, number one, they were punch drunk. Number two, they all in on whoever that guy is they're trying to get at quarterback. Because you give up 17 picks and D.J. Moore, you got to be heavily intoxicated. <laughs>
0: No doubt. B, it's always good to talk with you. Brian to McFadden, guys, check him out. CBS and CBS Sports HQ. You can follow him on social media as well. Hey, man, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much.
2: All right, thanks for having
0: me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.